Meeting the people in your community. Here's Lisa Kay with Talk of the Town. Time for Talk of the Town today on a Monday. They say this should be the day that is the uh, national holiday, the day after the Super Bowl, because people are not up and moving around. So I'm... Glad that I have guests in the studio today. <laughs> Maureen Gustafson joining me from Mankato Area Foundation. Thanks for coming in, even though you watched the Super Bowl yesterday. I napped through the first part, but the end was exciting. So thankfully I woke up. At the right time, At the right, right time. It's really only the last part of the game that counts. Did you wake up for the, the halftime show? Unfortunately, no. No? <laughs> no. But I, I saw all the recaps, saw all the highlights. And yes, that exciting ending was was well worth the yeah. Yeah, it was pretty viewing. good. I, I couldn't get over the, the mom with the sun on each team with <laughs> her that jacket that was split down the middle. It was like, I, yeah, I, what would you do <laughs> right. other than that? Yes, I that mean, was smart. Goodness. Uh, what have you been up to with Mankato Area Foundation since the last time I talked to you? Well, we have something very exciting coming up. Uh, we also managed the Jonathan Zierk Cancer Fund. And Jonathan, who was a beloved community member who um, had a cancer journey and passed away a few years back, was an avid photographer. I had no idea. I knew oh, Jonathan pretty well. Beautiful wildlife wow. and uh, national parks. Okay. Documented a lot of great scenes from those. And he was very dear friends with Brian Fowler, who has SPX Sports. Mm-hmm. And, and Quality uh, One Hour. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And his daughter, Bridget Larson. They taught him all about managing the camera and eyes and how to angle things. And so um, they have curated all of his work. And they've selected 57 pieces to be printed on metal. And these are going to be in a gallery showing at the St. Peter Arts Center. And that kicks off on Saturday, March 4th in St. Peter. And it'll run through April. So people can come in and see his work. They can buy some of his work if they choose to. And if they do buy something, it benefits the Jonathan Zier Cancer Fund. And um, some of the proceeds will also help the St. Peter Arts Center. Nice. Explain to our listeners once again what the Jay-Z Cancer Fund is and what it does, why it's so important to support. Jonathan started this as part of his legacy as he was dealing with his own cancer journey, and he wanted to provide items of comfort to all cancer patients diagnosed in our service area. So when people meet with their oncologist after getting their diagnosis, they receive a very beautiful box, and in the box there is a warm blanket a cancer-fighting cookbook. That's an award-winning cookbook. There is a journal to keep track of notes from meetings and um, just people's feelings and their experience. And there is a gift card that is there to help them with um, costs of gas to get to appointments and prescriptions. And um, both the caregiver and the patient have provided uh, great feedback on how meaningful it is to receive this gift from the community Mm -hmm. at this challenging time in their life. So we provide these boxes. We provide other services to families that are experiencing uh, a loved one with cancer or the cancer patient. And so Jonathan's uh, gallery show will kick off on March 4th, you said, correct? Correct. There will be a reception from uh, 3 to 5 that day, open to anyone. And then after that, the show will run throughout March and April, and people can find dates for that on the St. Peter uh, Arts Center's website. Well, you have been busy. I have. Yes, and you brought a guest with you. I did. I brought a very lovely guest. Familiar face. She is. Go ahead and introduce our guest. Well, the Mankato Area Foundation works with nonprofits throughout the community to assist them in fulfilling their mission. So we raise money. We have very generous people we work with that want to give to special projects, and we help match them. And occasionally, our friend Erica, who is at Connection Shelter, has projects that we help her with. And she's also just doing some amazing work at this shelter 
that provides housing for people that aren't fortunate enough to have housing. Well, Take it away. Hello. It's good to see you again. <laughs> it is good to see you. <laughs> I've known Pastor Erica for years and Forever. years. And you've been in the chair before over here, so I'm very excited that you're back. It's good to see you. It's good to be back. And I know that you're working on some really exciting things, but um, let's have a, a back chat about Connections Shelter uh, and, and what it is that you do and how long, six years you said you've been around? Yes. Yeah, so the shelter's been open. We're in our, uh, halfway through our sixth season right now, so... Yeah. And here we are in the throes of winter, even though it's kind of a false spring. I've been telling people, don't believe this. Yes, exactly. Don't believe this. Um, how How is the homeless problem um, and, and those who are challenged with finding shelter in our area, in our listening area, and what area is it that's served? Yeah. So unfortunately, we are seeing a significant increase in people experiencing homelessness right now. Um, during that time of COVID, when there was the eviction moratorium, uh, people were able to kind of stay put where they were. Mm-hmm. And then once that all dropped, um, we just have seen a, an uptick uh, in the number of people that are are needing housing. So Connections primarily tries to serve our Blue Earth Nicollets County area. Mm-hmm. But because we are a shelter, we pull free people from all across the state. So we... We'll get people from the Twin Cities. Um, we are one of the only emergency shelters that's a kind of a drop-in emergency shelter between here and Rochester. So anybody in the southern part of the state, oh. there's not a lot of options, especially for single men. So we are we are kind of that place. So we get calls all the time, all the time, daily. And so I can only imagine the shelter is full or at capacity. Yeah, shelter is full. So when we started the shelter, we started with 25 beds thinking, well, that that should do it. That should fill the gap. And <laughs> over the course of six years, we have expanded now to 40 beds, and that's still not enough. Right. And and that just shows that the problem is not only still with us, but growing, I think. It is. It's growing. Um, and I think it just takes a long time. People don't, you know, I think there's that thought of, well, they should be able to just get housing. In Mankato, that's really hard because there are not affordable apartments. Affordable housing is a huge issue. So they come in with us. We work with them, you know, try and get them all set up, get those applications in and move them towards housing. And then there's nothing to move towards. So Mm. then they just sit with us until there's somewhere to go. So it's a it's a whole continuum that uh, that needs a lot of attention and a lot of work right now. (laughs) Maureen, I know that you had the question of what happens when somebody shows up and you're full. Right. Right, exactly. So we're working off a waiting list. I actually just saw it this morning, and, and it's much lower than it was. I think at our highest point, we had 35 on our wait list this oh. season, which is heartbreaking. I mean, we hate to get those calls and have to tell a mom who is living in her car or um, a vet or something, you know, I'm sorry, we just don't have any beds. Um, so we do have an outreach worker, a street outreach specialist with us now, and she will meet with anybody that we can't get into shelter um, and help provide them sleeping bag, blankets coats, boots, whatever we can provide, and then try and get them resources uh, so that they can they can handle being outside for a little bit longer until we can bring them in. Tell me about uh, the, um, the homelessness causes that you're seeing, because I've heard people say things like, well, they, they choose to be. They right. choose to be this way. Right. Uh, not always the case. Not always the case. In fact, that's very rare. I will say we have a couple people that have Chosen, chosen <laughs> I can the say lifestyle. That. Chosen yeah. this lifestyle um, for any number of reasons, usually mental health related. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it is some kind of a tragedy or crisis that has happened in their life. So this season, we have seen lots of people with health issues, complex medical issues that 
um, couldn't pay their medical bills and pay their mortgage or rent, and so ended up evicted. Um, Oftentimes, it is mental health related. So people that are dealing with schizophrenia or paranoia or any kind of untreated mental health can't hold a job because of depression or anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, We find that they, you know, housing is the thing that goes, can't pay that bill, you're out. Um, And then we do see addiction. Oftentimes that goes hand in hand with mental health as people are um, sort of self-medicating to get through a mental health diagnosis. So, How does the shelter deal with that? Because with that comes uh, personal safety for the homeless person. Right. And then staff or our community. Yep. Yep. So we are considered a low barrier shelter. So that means that if you are somebody who is using drugs or alcohol, um, you are still welcome to come into the shelter. So you can come in under the influence as long as you can take care of yourself. So got to be able to make it upstairs, got to be able to get along with everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you can't, you got to take a night off. But we work really hard to make sure that people feel safe in the shelter. So Anytime anyone comes in, there's a full bag search so we know what's coming into shelter. Um, And then we just work really hard to form trusting relationships. So if somebody's having a really bad night, we can pull them aside and talk to them and, you know, just make it make it okay in a way that they know that they're safe and that they're protected. Um, And we just try and keep that throughout the shelter. So it's a place of calm and of rest and of safety. And then I, I need to ask the question that yeah. everybody I think everybody wonders: um, funding. How how does this? How does your shelter get funded? And she smiles at me. <laughs> it's magical. It's yeah. a miracle. It happens. It Cash is a miracle. drops from the sky. Sometimes it is, and I will say, Mankato Foundation. There will be times where we will be having our leadership team meeting. We're like, oh man, we just need some big donations, and those are always the time that foundation checks. Just arrive. So I don't know if there's oh. some mythical unicorn up there. <laughs> Just pokes over at the foundation. But so we rely heavily on grants. Um, we Otto Bremer is a, a large funder. Uh, both Mankato Clinic and Mayo um, Health Systems are funders. Uh, and then just a whole lot of individual donors mm. um, that write small checks, big checks uh, that keep us going. I think this is where it would come into play if you're listening and thinking about leaving your legacy. And mm-hmm. if this is something that speaks to you, Definitely. Maureen, this is where Definitely. the foundation can help out. That's right. And uh, we do have a lot of donors very interested in the homeless issue and being part of that. It's just a matter of us constantly reminding them and bringing them specific projects. They really like to solve. They really need this right now, so mm-hmm. let's do that. The other thing that people can do that you know, if you can't give a donation, donate a dinner. Yes. And um, they have a sign-up sheet on their website. Tell them about that. Yep. So one of the ways that we keep costs down is that all of our foods, we feed everybody because we really feel that healing and uh, safety and warmth and dignity yeah. all come through food. Mm-hmm. So we feed everyone a warm meal every single evening um, of shelter. So that's all provided by volunteers. So that's not an expense to us. So book clubs, knitting circles, uh, church groups will sign up to bring in a meal. So that is on our website, which is connectionshelter.org. There's a volunteer link, and you just click on that, and then you can go to our – it'll take you to our sign-up genius, and you can just sign up to come and serve or to provide a meal. Maybe. And they have a pretty dedicated group of servers. Yes. So when I've MSU dropped students. off the meals I've done, they're basically take it away and like, okay, lady, you're done. Yeah. We, we got it from oh, You're here. like, I want to <laughs> scoop this out for somebody. <laughs> no. <laughs> we got it. Yeah, we are blessed to have MSU, yes. a great partnership with MSU and – student groups that will come and and they'll just sign up for 
All of our serving slots. It's wonderful. Perfect. A great way to give back as well. Mankato Area Foundation, Maureen Gustafson, my guest today, along with Pastor Erica from Connections Ministry and Shelter. Uh, We talked a little bit um, before about how you have the MSU group come in and serve. Tell me about staff and, and volunteers and other ways that the community can get involved. Yeah, so when we first started, we were almost all volunteer-run because we were run by churches, and it was lots of volunteers. As we've continued to grow, we've realized that we really need consistent staffing. So right now there are, I think we're at 11 Mm. staff. So it is myself um, in the director position along with Pastor Colette Brody-Grund, and then we have our street outreach specialist who is full-time, and the three of us are um, at our main office. And then we have a shelter manager, Michelle, who... um, just does a beautiful job. And then we have overnight staff. So we are always double staffed. There's always two people on in the shelter at all times when it's open. And then we bring in volunteers. So volunteers come in to play games and cards and hang out and just bring some entertainment, some diversity in the evenings, um, and then serve our meals. And then also come and help with donation drives. Um, We keep our costs down through toilet paper drives and beverage drives and all those uh, things that just get our supplies to the shelter. So yeah, there are lots of different ways to get involved. The best way is to go to the website, check on that volunteer link. And then if that doesn't work, reach out to me because I will find a way you can get involved. <laughs> You'll find something for <laughs> us to will. do. In fact, you had something for me to do at the end of March, which is uh, we're just breaking the news right here on Talk of the Town, the Cato Sleepout. Yes. Tell me about this. So this is the inaugural year. This is the announcement right now for the inaugural year of the Cato Sleepout. Um, so Cato Sleepout is going to happen on March 31st, uh, starting at 5 o'clock in the evening. And we are inviting individuals and businesses. Uh, we really want to pit business against business because we're all about the competition for this fundraiser. Um, but to form a team of seven, and each person on the team is tasked with raising $500 for the shelter. And then your team designates someone who you love dearly to come and sleep out with us for a night. Um, <laughs> sleeping outside. Sleeping so we can do outside. This? Totally. At the end of March? This. At the end of March. Oh, but you're kind be. enough to supply supplies. Yes. So uh, anyone who is designated to sleep out will receive a tarp. Um, <laughs> we, we want you to kind of get the experience of what our guests do. So a tarp and um, a meal and some hand warmers um, and whatever you can fit in a backpack that you might want to keep yourself warm through the evening. So there's no, like, I'm going to take part in this. I'm going to bring in my super bougie tent and air mattress. And no, all. there's no bouge. Uh, no <laughs> no, no bouge an, involved in this. Or this booze. Is, yeah, or yeah, booze. No, oh, no booze. An experience. It is an experience. And it's a chance for people to understand a little bit more what our friends who are experiencing homelessness are experiencing, to learn from experts in our community. There'll be some great panel discussions, some simulations, but also just fun. And um, it's a community-wide issue, and so this is a great way for the community to get involved, help us raise money, and um, to learn, to be advocates. And there's a fabulous caveat that really applies, <laughs> appeals to me. That if you, <laughs> you raise, you. <laughs> if you raise your money, you don't have to spend the whole night. Exactly. So the deal is, if you, are, if you sign up as an individual, um, you need to raise up to $500. And if you get that $500, then at midnight you get a You Got Housed card. And that means you can go home to your bed. Um, oh. If you are a business and you have your team of seven, you need to raise $3,500. And then you get your You Got Housed card and go home. And if you can't raise that much, then you get to stay with us until 5 in the morning. So. An opportunity to learn and an opportunity yes. to give back. Yes. And all of the funds that are raised go directly to helping people who are experiencing homelessness in the Mankato community. 
This is incredible. This is fun. Mm, it um, is very fun. So how do we get more information on that? If we're a business and we're listening or we're thinking, you know what? My boss should do this. Yes. We should yep, do put this. your bosses up to it. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Your best way is to visit our website, www.connectionshelter.org. And that will take you to our homepage and you will see us. Cato Sleep Out 2023. Click on that link and then it will take you to some other links that'll get you to our Eventbrite site that will help you register. So, wow, great so that, idea! Yeah, it's a fantastic idea, and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and an opportunity to help out the shelter and learn a little bit more yes. about some issues that are in our area. Where I think sometimes if we don't put ourselves in the middle of that, we go about our day and we don't mm-hmm. we don't stop and think. No, no. and homelessness in Mankato is really hidden. We don't have big encampments. We don't have lots of people panhandling. So you just don't. You don't see it unless you know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to shine that light. Do you see a lot of kids? Um, we do. We have not seen as many kids this year. Um, I think part of that's just because we've been full. So we haven't had room for families. But yeah, that is that is the heartbreaking part. of. Well, there's many heartbreaking parts. But yeah, we do see families for sure. Mm. Yep. Cool. We uh, want to make sure that you have everything that you need. So like you mentioned, you do some drives. Uh, if somebody's listening, are there things that you need? Is there a list somewhere that we can provide things that are needed? And sometimes I know cash is just needed right. uh, because you can stretch the dollar further than we can. Right, right. So cash always. Um, but yeah, our Facebook page is probably the best place to watch us, um, Connections Ministry, because we will stick up our needs. So we will all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, we're out of oatmeal packets or we're out of granola bars. Mm -hmm. Um, But things that we're always collecting would be um, individually wrapped snacks because we try and provide snacks every evening. Um, Coffee. Oh my gosh, we go through so much coffee. So coffee grounds, always regular. We don't do decaf. Who does decaf? Who does decaf? I mean, why drink it, right? That's right. Why bother? (laughs) That tastes like disappointment. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Powdered lemonade. We go through a ton of powdered lemonade. So that's a big one. Um, Toilet paper. Uh, and then hand warmers. We are right. always giving out the hand warmers. So those are kind of our core things that we are always collecting. And those can come to our office at 800 South Front Street, right next to Public Safety. I'm going to put all of the uh, links to the website, Facebook pages, all that, uh, under the show notes underneath this over on KTOE.com. Um, uh, you can find that under the blogs or the podcasts. And then once again, Mankato Area Foundation jumping on to help out and sending those magical unicorn checks that just correct arrive <laughs> thanks to your donors. But now we can tell all of our people about this event. And mm-hmm. we've got donors I know that would love to support this event. So it's just great to have that synergy between the different organizations. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And it's good to, to get a chance to learn about that here on Talk of the Town. So thank you for bringing Erica in. And it's so good to see you so good again. To see you, too. you come back um, and we're going to talk more about the Cato Sleep Out. We're going to make sure that people know about this and make sure that they get involved to help support Connections Shelter. Great. Thank you so much for coming in today, Maureen and Erica. Thank on Talk you. Of the Town.